As an aftermath to the Overwatch World Cup, I thought it would be interesting to sort of get my ideas not only on paper, but also the lessons and reformations of this World Cup sort of into a video format as such so that people can add to it and I have something to look on it later and we can compare notes in that regard. So let's get right into the action then. Certainly one thing that one has to realize is that China as a region has, if you want to say woken up, it probably wouldn't do the scene justice. It has been in a slumber, but it, that is mostly for the fact that there aren't very many touching points with the Chinese scene um, for their contenders region. And then obviously they only had one team uh, in the Overwatch League. And that team also, first off, picked really underwhelming talent and then later on filled up with solid Koreans and still underperformed heavily in terms of their score. Probably something that will never be uh, broken in that regard. But this World Cup should have a soothing effect on the expectations uh, that people have towards the Chinese talent scene. Because we've been saying, and I remember, for instance, last year, almost exactly a year ago, we made uh, a contest with fellow analysts such as Sideshow at the time. Harsha was one of them. Pash, uh, Albion, the coach of uh, British Hurricane, uh, Volamil. I'm probably forgetting someone here, but we basically made uh, the, the best teams outside of Overwatch League. And I, at the time, created the Beijing Imperials. And my idea was basically to add to the entire roster of Miraculous Youngsters. They had been a very competitive top-tier team had a couple of tournaments with uh, Korean teams at the time and actually could really play them closely, um, especially the Lunatic High series uh, comes to mind, already boosted up with Flutter. Now, not only are the former uh, Miraculous Youngsters players quite exciting, especially with Leaf, who once again showed his immense diversity and flexibility in his picks, that was already true basically last year. I'm not 100% on his um, birth date. I remember researching his birth date and at the time he would have been of age, but I think Halo now researched that that is actually not quite true. It's always very hard to find out these birth dates of these players also because they're using um, different standards for what constitutes a birthday or an age. So... That is certainly always problematic, but yeah, Leaf certainly looked very good. I'm not sure if the hype he received was proportionate, because I still felt he wasn't comparatively at the level that he once was, but certainly the fact that he can come back from another game and within a certain time frame, and he has, he has made the switch back to Overwatch. Um, can come back and deliver such a performance is obviously very exciting for the Chinese scene. Guxie, obviously an absolute nuts talent. Probably one of the most exciting, at least Winston players, uh, that we've come seen come from the contender scene. I, dare I say, I think he's the most exciting one. And I would probably also put him above Bumper just for his Winston, or just on Winston. Obviously, these other tanks also have 
a little bit more to offer. We didn't get to see that much Eraser from him. And his Rhine, well, it's always hard to say how, uh, with limited exposure, how consistently great that one could be. Um, just as a side point, there's certainly other uh, exciting players in the Chinese scene, such, such as Shy and Crystal. But that is probably a video I shouldn't be making, but experts like Volumo, for instance. Um, another thing that was reaffirmed, of course, is that South Korea are still absolute monsters. Um, the idea of limited practice for them was sort of overblown. What I will say is that, yes, Fury was consistently on the road and they didn't actually practice with him all the time. And they did, in, I think, instead practice with Mecco, if I remember correctly. And then also um, there was one other player that, oh, I think it was Fate who was uh, in the U.S., and had to play with high ping. So certainly not optimal conditions, but they did practice some. I'm not sure how many scrim blocks they got in. What I can confidently say though, is that they did scrim less or practice less than the US did, for instance. Now, Benchmob brought up a very good point that I thought was very, uh, very important to add to a list as such. And basically what what his understanding right now is, and I definitely tend to agree with this, is, is that stronger players in Overwatch seem to be able to prevail past certain obstacles, especially when playing lesser teams. Now, we've had this um, idea once again echoed again and again by um, coaches like Jane and Arrow, and their idea was that, uh, yes, Preparation is ex extremely important, and that is true, but only to a degree, I would argue. Because I think what we saw is that a team of the caliber of South Korea, with the talent that they have, not only can overcome certain preparations of other teams, but that they also can adapt so incredibly quickly that you might be able to get them in one of the early series when they haven't quite, you know, figured out the meta situation entirely. But over the tournament, they will gain traction and then they will become one of the unstoppable forces. Obviously, if they had more preparation, well, you can certainly see how their level would be able elevated by that. Um, evidence for this is certainly that uh, they looked very sh sort of shaky against uh, the UK. Well, shaky, I wouldn't say, but certainly less imposing simply because they weren't that um, exposed to the level of goats that um, the UK was able to run. The UK themselves obviously had a great run and here the other force, the other side of the force of preparation being important Yes, there's, there's talent and then there's um, preparation. But it was quite interesting to see just how... And it's also sort of... It is a reassuring feeling to know that the skill level of players is still hugely important in terms of not just, you know, the individual skill, but also their ability to have the sort of... <laughs> I want to say team play IQ in order to come up with these solutions as a unit, even though you're not even playing in your uh, 
uh, in your home team, so for your for your Overwatch League team, but wildly mixed players and then able to come up with a solution seemingly on the fly, which then also work because you're just mechanically excellent. What, one thing we could also see is that then when Goats wasn't uh, present in the final because China couldn't run it to the level that the UK could, it was much easier for uh, South Korea. They almost took the, stole the style from UK and just battered China uh, with with it, right? So another thing, of, of course, we have to talk about is that it's quite interesting to see just how seemingly against esports history, how solid uh, the UK certainly is in terms of develop talent development, I suppose against um, their overall population. So yes, it is true that the, the UK doesn't have that many players in Overwatch League yet, even though that will be uh, changing, of course, with the leaked um, signing of both Fusions and uh, Funny Astro coming in. That is certainly an interesting um, turn of events that then, you know, would put some more names in there. Of course, Boombox is already uh, a player in there. Um, and in terms of individual play, Fusions was certainly um, like a standout performer, even though, yes, you definitely have to give it more towards the synergy between him, him and Kib. And what I can also say is that while you can only see so much of the individual performance without sinking a, a tremendous amount of time into dissecting these plays, I confident, confidently will say that it is the synergy between Kib and Fusion also in terms of comps. I personally can say that from what I've seen and heard, Fusion's comps are also excellent. And that makes him hit, you know, the, the double whammy of um, the UK team as as he keeps it together in terms of shot, shot calling. He also shot call, tends to shot call very smartly, not really imposing, but also leaves room to help others help him. And in that sense, so for instance, one thing you would do is uh, I want to shatter. Can I shatter? And it, like not to... Uh, utterly rely on his perception but also reel in his team in order to give him the information that he needs in order to make plays um i certainly think that they had a very exciting performance one would have to see how this works in a team environment also one thing that definitely can be brought up is here as a sort of counter example towards um just individual skill is of course mike yeah, uh Kib and Fusions have been in the uh, preparation for trials. They've been full-time scrimming for the longest time, then also did stuff for Team UK as well. So these guys had a very good idea about the meta, and it is quite obvious to say that uh, they had a leg up, at least in regards to some teams, because they were also playing GOATs for the longest time. And that nicely also transitions into the next point, which is goats and variations of goats. And if you want to call them goats, that's still, you know, a problem of language. But like the, the foundation of goats seems to be a composition that also is very strong at, a, at the highest level of Overwatch. 
maybe not the highest, highest level, but a high level of Overwatch. Meaning, yes, it's quite possible that, for instance, if a NYXL or London Spitfire or the Fusion sat down and uh, dissected this composition, they could feasibly come up over the season with a reliable counter that wouldn't entail the basis of GOATS itself so as to mirror comp it, but, and that, that as such would force it out of the meta. As it is right now, though, it is definitely a very feasible composition, uh, works for and against the best players in the world, at least at the current you know development of the meta, and as such, has also a lot to offer in terms of stylistic choices. It certainly has disproven this notion of being a scrub comp. We've seen that now also with a um, with a replay client that goats itself is um, almost like speed chess on the back of two running herds of bisons crashing into each other. So it's not just the sheer force. The, the unstoppableness that aggression needs to happen, but it's also that these small plays, these two, I, you, you altered 3% too early so your diva didn't have a uh, bomb ready, or the, okay, you didn't shield the stun on your Reinhardt when, when the shadow was coming down, and the, the management of these cooldowns, and how you drag out these cooldowns, and how the positional play uh, needs to happen and you know all these small minor things are not only incredibly important but they're also very hard to catch in the moment and as such it is very understandable to see why goats was sort of discarded as a scrubby comp but in essence they it is quite um complex it just doesn't show it as much to the outside and then also definitely within the moment of the play happening. It does take a decent amount of um, time to dissect these uh, compositions. It's also, I think, fair to say that at least... Okay, so here I'm not sure if, it, if we have strong evidence based on the World Cup, but what we can say is that it's either that the meta is currently very interesting in terms of what kinds of heroes you can play and how much substitutions or little changes you can make in terms of heroes, or that the meta isn't entirely figured out and that it needs, you know, Overwatch League teams to get at it and then find out, you know, these standard compositions that we saw, um, at least for some of those maps. As it stands, there is a lot of variation from team to team, stylistic choices, uh, sort of choices based on maps, choices based on the opponents, there's a lot of uh, counter-picking going on. So in th that regard, it is exciting if you enjoy the type of variety that we're having, and it's arguably one of the most um, diverse metas we've had, even though you might not like the, you know, the ground stock of it, which is GOATS. Um, certainly, what we also learned is and as a last point, the replay system has to have exceeded everyone's expectations. So basically, watching through it, there were so many new applications that I found to be the case. I also found myself so often in these situations where I thought, 
or you know as a new idea to bring into this replay viewer it would be quite neat if that was the case and i would say it on voice and people in the channel would go oh well just press this button and it would actually do it so they these features that i was thinking of that would be likely not be in at this point of development no they were totally in such as for instance having set cameras and uh, saving them to control key binds so what i would do for instance is before each match started in the 40 uh, second um, uh, preparation time i would take that time to set up camera angles and i would just go through one to nine and set up these angles based on where the um, the teams were going and i would use a lot of top-down vision and the thing I found about top-down top was now suddenly you had an appreciation of macro strategy. It was inf infinitely easier to get an idea what how people were routing, how um, in general the positioning relative to each other uh, players had. It was uh, much easier to see when people split off or what the intention was focused on. What it is, of course, not as amazing at the top-down view is of course seeing the individual place but it is sort of like a um a thing that you can then come back to and i wonder if if you increase your experience on that uh top down view also with the observer mode enabled so if you pressed n and then set the little check mark at observing mode i think it was called um in order to just see the icons of the heroes yeah, then then it would be quite uh, interesting to see just how they move. And I I personally have to say I don't think if that feature is offered to um, to the Overwatch League experience, I don't think I will watch it any other way in the future. I I can't see myself really going um, into um, you know the the stream experience unless I'm watching on a TV and I don't I just want to lay back and relax, but. Uh, other than that, if you actually want to expand your understanding of these teams, especially of their macro strategy, this is this is just an amazing tool. And the the ways people now also toy with it are able to see, um, okay, what are these nuances? And I have to say, I have already seen some sort of bad takes on uh, our competitive Overwatch about how individual players evaluated. And it is very hard. I hope the the Ripple viewer will increase the general uh, expertise of people using these first person tools, and then will also make commentary much um, much more feasible, but or also much of much higher quality. Because currently, I feel like you can almost pose like most reasonable arguments without any evidence and everyone will simply agree with you so if i was to say space was the best diva at this tournament well the amount of time you would need to disprove this would be much much more than me having to assert it in the comments and then it also would be um very hard to have that argument based on the different metrics this is also another point a problem that we have is that we don't have really objective metrics to rate these players and also even if we had metrics what would they even look like because overwatch is a complex game unlike any other of those games you know like in, in cs it's much easier to 
compare, for instance, ADR stats or whatever, they have much more telling power than uh, stuff does in Overwatch because there's so many interdependencies that one has to factor in, such as, for instance, the landing rate of fusions in terms of shatters. Well, if I told you that likely 60 to 70% of the shatters were set up by Kib and it's really just a team effort also sort of tracking Sinatra's um, bubbles or rather the opponent Zarya's bubbles, well, that who's who's really you know making the play here? Overwatch is a team um, is a team game much more than all the other esports we currently celebrate. I would argue. So, but in terms of the replay build, to get back on the topic, the lesson that I learned is is that this tool is incredible and will just expand the the knowledge of not only amateur analysts in the scene this will grow from this if we if we get access to them in, in the overwatch league um, it will certainly expand our understanding of macro strategy definitely of flex tanks hope, um, hopefully because it seems like this is the the role that um, is getting the short end of the stick by the streaming ex experience even though you couldn't do it any other way because the only way to really showcase flex tank um, skill would be to have a lot of screen time and that is obviously not feasible. Um, what it also showed is that Overwatch in those moments, so for instance still moments of big plays have an, in an incredible beauty to them and I, I just wish we already had them earlier because just imagine having for instance, like a replay of those that iconic Eye of the Kaiser moment where you just stop in the moment of the shatter just swinging down from Kaiser and then you stop it and you look at it from all angles. Maybe someone lies a little bit of a different, you know, tune under it. You get to relive that moment from all the different angles and you get to really feel what it must have felt like for instance for Janus to you know be in that position to be pressured as much you could slow it down you could spe speed it up to in certain situations like just the storytelling of it would be marvelous wouldn't it and also one thing about the real replay player just really quickly to round this out another application that I found is that it's much quicker than the stream so there seems to be almost a delay of 50 seconds from the stream so what you can do if you want to be an entertainer for instance you can invite people to your discord channel and then without spoiling them you could just tell them well pay attention to this play now you could in the moment you know in the run-up of these 50 seconds you can could reanalyze by you know going more slowly in the specific fight but then already communicating okay who's making the key play here you could already tell the your viewers okay look at axe pay attention to this and they would be uh, having a much more elaborate experience of what actually was the play that decided this fight if you're very good at it of course I hope that short summary of things that the World Cup reaffirmed and proved um, is something that also resonates within you. And if you have other lessons, let me know.
Thanks for watching.